seated. Well, good morning, church. It is so good to be with you all this morning, and I see family and friends that are here with us this morning. This is one of our favorite things to experience together as a church is the Christmas cantata. Thank you for being with us on this rainy Sunday, but nothing is going to rain out our worship, is it? Um, I sense there's a readiness to just meet with the Lord. So let's pray together. Let's just prepare our hearts for what we're going to experience. Father, thank you that there's just such a sense of worship and praise already in this room as we gather in your name and for your glory. Father, as a church, we pray together for those that will take part in this program, for those with instruments, for those who are singing, for those who will be speaking. We pray for Fred as he leads. God, we just want this to be not a performance, but an expression of worship, delight, and remembrance as we remember Emmanuel, God with us. So God, prepare our hearts. Help us to see afresh and delight in what we celebrate this morning, this Christmas story, this reason that we gather. So Father, now we pray for your glory and our joy. Lift up, exalt the name of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. And all God's people said, amen.
Christmas is a time for family and friends, a time for recalling cherished memories and the making of new ones, a time for singing carols, for gifts and celebrations. But more than anything else, this is a time of great rejoicing because Christ has come. As we gather to remember and celebrate His birth, we recall that which was declared long ago by the prophet Isaiah. To those living in darkness, a bright light now shines, a brilliant light shining over, the, over those who live in a land overshadowed by death. Upon them, a great light has shined.
no vacancy sign hung on the door of Bethlehem's inn that night. Bethlehem, the town of David, was teeming with people. Caesar Augustus had ordered a census of, of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own hometown to register. Joseph, a descendant of David, went to Bethlehem with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Mary gave birth to her son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there were no guest rooms available at the inn. But this was no ordinary baby. He was prophecy fulfilled, God incarnate, light shattering darkness, love on display. Yet, in the hustle and bustle of busy Bethlehem, few would notice.
High above the Bethlehem sky, a star was shining, placed there by the hand of God to watch over what at first may have seemed like an ordinary night. But this was no ordinary star, and it certainly was no ordinary night. The star was there lighting the way. It pointed to the place where Jesus lay with an urgency of message in its heavenly light, as if to say, pay attention world, take notice, come and see your king is born. Come and adore him. Join with us and worship as we sing.
kind of king would lay his glory aside and come as a servant. There were no streets lined with banners, no royal parade, no crowd to applaud his entrance. What a mystery that Jesus, the Son of God, would come the way he did. in the fields on the outskirts of Bethlehem, sleepy-eyed shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks. Can you see them? Just about to doze off 
when suddenly the sky erupted with glorious good news from the heralding angel. The shepherds were terrified, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels left them, the shepherds ran to Bethlehem to find Mary, Joseph, and the infant Messiah. Jesus, the shepherds left the stable praising God and telling everyone what they had seen and heard. 
If you've been a witness of the goodness of God expressed in Jesus, how can you keep from talking about it? Just as the shepherds did, we tell the miracle of God incarnate in a manger. But now, 2,000 years later, we know that the baby in Bethlehem is the Christ of the cross. May we, like those who first heard the angel's announcement, come and behold our King, and then in amazement go, tell the good news of the Savior. Them such a mystery, the God of all eternity, the one whose voice had thundered, let there be, would wrap himself in flesh. Who could know or ever understand the wonder of the Father's plan? The one who breathed the breath of life in men was drawing his first breath, born to live so that we could live, born to die so that death would never win, born to take the chains of sin and leave them broken Shepherds make their way to be the first to witness God's own Son. See the virgin cradling her child. A bitter sadness fill her smile. She holds him close, remembering all the while the reason he has
What glorious good news it is, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end.
The story we sing about this morning is not a new one. It's not like you came in here wondering how the plot will end. At the same time, is it amazing that for almost 2,000 years now, we still are enamored with the thought that there is such a kind God who would send a baby wrapped in flesh, cased in humanity, and that he would come. And then the beauty of that story is also one where he implores us to come and see. In the Gospel of Luke, if you want to take a moment, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to this. And familiar verses, and we heard many of them even this morning. But in Luke's Gospel, he talks about how the first thought was to those who would come and see this one that is born. He presents him. He talks about in Luke chapter 2 and in verse 8, in the same region, shepherds. They're out doing their nightly routine. It was not dependent upon some special occasion. This is something that was in the routine. I love how God shows up in the ordinary of life. And so many times that's where we need him is when life has taken a turn when we just thought it was an ordinary day. And for them, this was just an ordinary night. We're out protecting their flocks and they're keeping watch. The angels come to them and they are terribly frightened. In verse 10, do not be afraid because we have a message to bring to you. Of all the people on the planet, to the lowliest of the low, he presents them with a message that is for the highest of heights that will take you into eternity. The joy of what God brings is a message of peace and beauty and the promise that comes with it. For unto you in the city of David has been born a savior who is Christ the Lord. And then he gives them the indications of how they'll know to find the right baby. This is the sign, you're gonna find a baby. And by the way, he's not gonna be where you would expect him. He's gonna be in a manger, in a trough. He's gonna be wrapped in cloths. And there was that multitude, that song that praised God, glory to God in the highest, verse 14, and on earth peace among men. So the angels depart, as it says in verse 15. And the shepherds are obviously going to be aroused with curiosity. This is not something that you get every day, right? A multitude of heavenly hosts declaring something to you. And so they make their way to Bethlehem and they walk through the streets of that little city, that little town until they find that child. I love the, the fact that scripture doesn't belabor the point though. It doesn't make us to understand exactly how they responded or what words were said in this. But there's the next part then that always amazes me in verse 17, when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And thinking about that, and then another thought tied to that is found over in the Gospel of Matthew. If you would turn there with me, if you can. He goes to verse, uh, chapter 28, and I love this thought that's expressed there in verse five, the angel, Matthew 28, very last chapter of Matthew, it says, the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. Very similar message, angelic host again to just a group of ladies who have come to do the ritual rite to make Christ's body ready for burial and the exact same words come out of their mouths, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified, he's not here, he has risen. Just as he said, 
And then I love this last phrase, come, see the place where he was lying. You know, the beautiful thing about the gospel is that God does not do something in the obscure. It's not a story where only a few can understand it, that you have to have special instruments or to read a a particular way or that only a few can really understand and interpret the message. But it's a message that's opened up to the common. It's opened up to the lowest of low. It's the personal message of the gospel that what God did was to come and present a message that's for everyone and anyone who will just come and see. To behold the person of our God, to understand who he is and to know that he loved us enough with an undying but yet a willingness to die, a dying love for us that was not going to stay dead but was going to be able to rise again to give us the strength and the power that we need, not just for this life but one to come. And so the beauty of what we heard even this morning in the songs, how can you not listen to the Christmas carols and not hear the gospel? My wife and I were at a concert this last week and there were several artists singing and many of them are unbelievers and how do I know just by their own statements of life they they don't claim to follow Christ but yet as they're singing with that melodious voice that God has blessed them with with all the gusto and the strength that comes with singing a carol of Christmas it is amazing how rich the words of the gospel he who has come to set us free the hope that we have in Christ. You know, and amongst a crowd of this size, I'd have to imagine there's perhaps one who has never put their faith, their trust in the person of Jesus Christ. Christmas to you is filled with a lot of other meanings, but the significance of the meaning is that it's about Christ and him coming and willing to be a savior because we were dying in our sins And we are without God and without hope in this world. And we needed redemption. We needed a friend. We needed someone who could take us and snatch us away from our own destruction. And that is what Jesus Christ came to do. And for those of us who know that story and have appreciated that story, can we not say amen to that? Amen? What a savior. And so we have come and we have seen, and in our own mind's eyes, we see a manger, and yet we can also see a cross. And just as Christ was departing in that resurrected form to return back into the heavens, and the angels come back to them, and he is there amongst those angels now telling his disciples, you've got to go. You've got a story to tell. There's a message out there that the people need to hear. This is not something to be preserved and reserved for just the select go be witnesses and you are the witnesses for every life that has been changed by the power of the gospel you bear witness of what Jesus Christ is capable of so tell the story share the story your story of what Christ has done for you and if he doesn't have that relationship with you before you leave today Please make sure that you seek one of us out. Talk to Fred. Talk to me. We've got several. Talk to one of these ladies that you see up here. More than happy to take God's word and show you how you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you too can have a relationship with a risen Savior. Father, I thank you for the time we've had this morning. And Lord, as we make ready to separate ourselves and we go into our fellowship, into the discipleship hour, and into life, 
Lord, may these songs and may the truth of them truly ring true in our hearts. May we bear witness. And Lord, for that heart that's here this morning that does not know you in that way, I pray that something from the song, something from your word, the truth of how much you truly deeply love your creation. You loved us so much to be willing to take our place in death. Lord, I pray that you would speak to that heart and draw them to see, to come and see you for who you really are. Speak to our hearts as only you can. And in Christ's name we pray, amen. I'd like to give our choir and our instrumentalists and Fred and all of these have worked so many hours to make this happen. If you would just give them another round of applause. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for the talent that God has given to us. And boy, this was full. This was fun. Uh, there are some songs in there that just make you want to, yeah, let's go do it, right? And at the same time, just the sobriety and yet the beauty of the message. As we're getting ready to leave, let me just remind you a few things here. As we're getting ready to depart, there is a fellowship time. We have it every Sunday morning, and it's a time for us just to get together and to see one another, to talk and to share. Uh, there's some refreshments, and they're back in the fellowship hall. If you've never been in this building, you can go straight out those double doors at the center of the uh, auditorium here. And if you want to, you can go straight across. There's a courtyard there. You'll stay out of the rain, Lord willing, unless it's blowing. And uh, you can walk in the double doors at the other end there. Uh, if it is a torrential downpour, there's a hallway. You can go down that way as well. Restrooms are down the hallway to the left and uh, on the right side of, uh, of the hallway there. Uh, also, just to uh, encourage you to stay, we are excited to have uh, Ted and uh, Todd, excuse me, and Don Etner with us, and been serving in um, uh, Central Asia for, uh, or Eastern Asia, excuse me, for several years, and uh, a great blessing to our ministry here at Grace, and they're going to be sharing an update in our discipleship hour, which is our 11 o'clock hour here that is to come. Uh, if you're also looking for ways to start conversations with other people about the gospel, uh, there are these booklets that we have, and they are really designed to just do that very thing, to give you an opportunity to share how to have a happy Christmas. And it's a little booklet that you can read. You can use it as a way of engaging or to give away. And we've got several of these available. Uh, more than happy to share those with you. So make sure uh, that you stop by at the back table there, and Fred will help you with that. So as we're leaving here, don't forget about the Entners. Also, uh, today, this Sunday, is the last Sunday for uh, not only the Kleises, who are going to be leaving us on Tuesday as uh, they're going to be traveling to the great white north of Michigan and uh, getting connected with family and enjoying Christmas and then also making some other travels, but also the Prairie family and uh, David and his family are moving 
away to take a ministry up in Maryland. And uh, so we're excited to be able to share in some fellowship with them this afternoon, a uh, period of time from about one to three. And that is gonna be at Morris Hill Baptist Church, not here. Uh, there's another event taking place here. And uh, so it'll be at Morris Hill Baptist Church, which is if you go Shallowford and take the horseshoe curve there, Morris Hill, that's also where our school uh, uses uh, that facility through the week. And so uh, that time is there. It'll be in what's called the foundation. That is in the lower room. Uh, uh, sort of underneath, well, if you've been in there, that gymnasium, but there's a big sign that says foundation and uh, hopefully you can join us for that. If you could, if you're planning to come, we ask that you bring something lunch oriented, to, um, some type of food to share uh, and uh, not just the dish. We'd like the food on the dish. Uh, and if you could, to something to share and pass uh, if you're able to do that. And if you'd like to also provide a card, uh, some way of encouraging them, I know that they would, uh, they're, they're, they're gonna be greatly missed here, but we're grateful for what God is continuing to do through them. As well, tonight, there are some activities happening here, and uh, so hopefully you'll be back with us in the evening and uh, celebrating that, and that'll start around 5.30, and uh, so Awana and our youth and all those things, different Christmas activities, uh, some different parties that are happening as they're finishing up the season, getting ready for Christmas break, and all of those things. So uh, a lot of things still happening today, and uh, we hope that uh, you'll take part and stay with us if you're able to, and enjoy what God is doing. Let's stand together, and as we're making our departure, make sure that you look around. We've got several visitors and friends here with us today. So as you're getting ready to leave, make sure that you greet one another and encourage one another. And just grateful again for your time with us today. God bless you. You are dismissed.